Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? And welcome to this week's very special episode of Stay Grounded. January 2022. What a month of hell of a way to kick off the year. Like I just, it's one of the things I'm learning to really appreciate about monthly reflections. It's every month there's something to learn because I'm paying attention to so much. In the beginning, there were the highs and the lows, but now I'm starting to capture lessons from the nuances and the ways that I'm responding to things or the subtle shifts in my energy when I hear a piece of news and so much more. And this month, I really wanted to go deep into a concept that a body of work that I hold very near and dear to my heart, and that is called shadow work. Now, what is shadow work? Shadow work is the art of exploring the unknown, the aspects of ourselves that we don't want to explore, the darkness. In last week's episode, I talked a lot about the light and how when we go into personal development in the beginning, it's all about going into the light. Well, for me, the most exponential shifts I've been able to experience over the last year really has been going into my shadow and going into the aspects of myself that are uncomfortable and very deep and doing it with people, right? I have my coaches and my mentors and and people that hold space for me as I go into that darkness. And I'm finding that the more I go into that and the more I learn to love and accept all the parts of me, the quality of my life expands. My ability to stay grounded in truth and reality and love just expands so much. And that's why I'm such a believer in this work. And that's why I'm dedicating so much of my own time to sharing a lot of my own processes authentically with you so that you can see the humanity in our expression, in our challenges. Even in the darkness, there is light. And that's what we explore a lot on this week's episode. I mean, we talk everything from redefining what it means to stay grounded in the realms of doing shadow work how our relationships can be a powerful container and mirrors for growth, exploring the shadow side of craving overnight success or wanting things to be easy and so many more rabbit holes that I'm just so grateful to have had an opportunity to go down. Georgina did an incredible job of pulling out a lot of the the meat and potatoes from the month. And I hope that this episode resonates. I hope it inspires your own journey of healing. And I hope it just showcases that you're not alone in all of it. You know, we all have anxieties. We all get scared. We all have aspects of our past that we are trying to forget. But when we can truly learn to lean into our past with love, with community, with support, freedom and expansion and just infinite levels of self-love are possible. So enjoy this episode. If you haven't already subscribed to us on iTunes, all that means that every single time I release a new episode, it drops straight into your inbox let me know how this episode resonates with you on social and i just love you guys so much thank you for being here thank you for choosing yourself and without further ado here is this or january's monthly reflection episode enjoy 
Yo, 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 what's up everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you are all having a splendid day. Welcome back, Georgina. I'm excited to be here again. What are we? We are on 14 straight months or something like that at this point. Um, we're on the train now. There's no stopping. It's so fascinating that I just, I just love these episodes so much. You know, one of the, one of the things I'm just really starting to realize for myself in each month, you know, as I go through my notes and I have pages of notes from, you know, the reflection for the month. And it's amazing how the things that I thought were so mundane have so much meaning the second you apply it, right? A conversation with somebody, a little subtle thing you might've noticed about the way you're feeling, a text you might've gotten, like all these things that we write off as not mattering. Like the second I write them down, the second I reflect on them, the second I add a lens of perspective around that, it becomes meaningful. And then it turns the month into a story that had arcs and a highs and lows. And I just love it. I, it's one of my favorite things that I do, in fact. And I'm just so grateful that we get to do this and that we have this episode and that you're here and that we just get to go down the rabbit hole. I just love it. So thank you. Uh, just thank you for being here. I'm just excited to, to go in. Well, it's always such a privilege to be on the other side of these conversations. And like we joke every month, oh, this is a deep one. Because like, that's just, it seems to me the way that you choose to live your life. And I think you've given such a, a powerful insight in that introduction there about how you're able to cultivate this level of awareness. And it's because you are so focused on identifying those small things, magnifying them, finding the meaning behind them. And then in that kind of rabbit hole, this insight evolves and you get to evolve in the process. It's just such a powerful reminder. We don't need to wait for the big moments to take that leap or to experience that quantum leap in growth. It can be, as you said, in a, in a simple conversation that you may have otherwise dismissed as just something mundane. Like the mundane is often where the magic is. So thanks for that reminder. I, I think that when I think about the source of a lot of anxiety, tension, and a lack of fulfillment, I think it's because people feel like they don't matter and their lives don't matter. And we have a, a dear friend, Mr. Michael Krent. He talks a lot about, you know, the richest place for stories is in the graveyard. You know, people die with their stories because they don't feel like they're worth telling. But I'm looking at my journal right now and some of the experiences that I'm having are so mundane yet so profound. Yeah. There's this beauty to this truth that we all have lives that matter. We all have things worth sharing. We all have perspectives worth capturing and we all can do it in every moment. And that's a gift. That's a gift you get to give yourself. That's a gift you get to give your kids, your families, your loved ones, your community. And it's, it's one that you get to shine through in the way that feels best for you. And, and I'm just really appreciating the nuanced nature of, you know, we're 14 months in, I guess, on a publicly shared monthly reflection. I've been doing my monthly reflections for years now. But one thing I'm just really learning to notice is how nuanced the lessons are, right? Like they're not always these big like takeaways, like these big jumps, like I had this big thing happen. No, like it's these subtle patterns, the subtle beliefs, the subtle stories, the subtle energetic sort of, um, threads that weave into 
every part of my life, whether it's my relationship with Gina or my relationship with money or my relationship with my family or my relationship with my calling and what I'm here to do. Like there are these subtle sort of energetic patterns that are, that are weaving through all of it. And I think that's really been something I've been learning to appreciate. And, and for me, like the, the patterns sit in this, in the darkness, they're underneath the water. And, and the more I pay attention to my life, the more of the shadow that I get to uncover and integrate into my life. And it creates this very fulfilling journey of sovereignty. Like I'm, I'm, I feel like for me, staying grounded is about feeling free. For me, staying grounded is about not living in fear. It's about knowing I can just deepen my roots into the ground. And, and no matter what life throws at me, like I can stay solid. doesn't matter what external impetus is coming at me. Like I can feel rooted and grounded. And I think that comes from truly actually, for me at least, integrating and excavating my shadow, which I know we'll talk a lot about on this episode. Yeah. And yeah, it's so important what you're saying there is this notion that we can't always change the outside world, but we can always have an impact on what's happening inside of us. And then as we dive deeper into who we are and understand ourselves at a deeper and deeper level, so we feel we have more sovereignty, more more control, more power over what's happening around us. But it takes that commitment and that courage to really explore what's happening so we and so we can see who we are. And then who knows what, what can evolve from that. Um, so let, let's start exploring this notion of the shadows. You mentioned that a few times now. So for people who are unfamiliar with the shadow, what is what would be your definition of that? So I, I think personal development can be broken out into two categories. You have the spiral upwards in a lot of ways, which is like the positive psychology movement, which is the positive affirmations, which is the belief shifts, which is focusing more on what you want and what you can do and and increasing your skill. It's like this expansive nature of it, right? Well, there's another aspect of personal development, which I think isn't largely talked about, which is going into the parts of you that you actually don't want to go into. There's beliefs, there's stories, there's realities about your that about all of our lives that we just don't want to face or accept or be with because they're prickly emotions, because they are sometimes very, not damaging, but offensive to the ego. Our egos want to keep us trapped in this idea that we're a certain way and anything that threatens the ego then gets dismissed in the shadow. And I think we as a culture just have this, we don't want to damage the ego. That's mm-hmm. why we get into fights with loved ones because we want to be right. That's why business partnerships fail because at the end of the day, there's this need for that ego. And, and I think that's, that's where there's the richness though. So when I think of shadow work, I think of, you know, exploring the aspects of ourselves that we feel very uncomfortable exploring, exploring the aspects of ourselves that are rooted in guilt and shame and resentment and anger and bringing those aspects to light so that you can have an integrated whole human experience. And I think that's, that's really what shadow work is for me. It's excavating that the aspects of yourself that, that are unconscious to you. And those might show up in the form of triggers, right? So if you get triggered by a loved one, okay, well, why? Your ego is having a defense a defensive response or a defensive reaction to something that's happening, where's that coming from? 
in exploring that and finding the beliefs and the stories that are powering that, the need to be right, the fear that there's just all these fears that you're not enough, that you're not worthy, that are lashing out. And, and I think for me, at least a big aha, which has been over the last five months, really, but I think this month in particular just came up very strongly was that learning to love and accept all the, of the biggest fears that I have about myself that my ego doesn't want to accept does not actually make them true. It just heals and releases the charge that is like stored in my body. So if there's this fear that I'm not enough, I think for a long period of time, I invested so much in personal growth and development. I hired the coaches, the mentors, the healers, because there was this belief that if I don't do it, I won't be admired or loved or appreciated by my friends and family and loved ones. Okay, well, that was still running from the potential truth that I'm just not enough as I am. And, you know, and when I allow myself to feel it and go into the depths of that feeling of not feeling enough and pour gasoline on the fire, in fact, instead of trying to run from it, repress it, no, like go into it, feel all the aspects of that. It doesn't make it true. It just relieves the fear I have of feeling like I'm not enough. And that's, that's the gift, right? That's the gift we're all seeking. And it took me a long time to get here. It took me years of trying to go the other direction instead of looking into the shadow and fully accepting and integrating and surrendering to the ocean of love that exists beneath the fear. That's truly what our, my highest self, like if I think about my higher self, like it doesn't care about being right or wrong. It just, it knows that it's part of a much bigger game and that everything's unfolding as it should. That all emotions are perfect. All desires are perfect. All aspects of ourselves are perfect. I'd love to ask you some questions around this. And first up, I just want to say, I love this distinction between the upper spiral and the downward spiral. Have you have these two different perspectives we can explore? And you mentioned that you've invested a lot of time on the upper spiral. I'm curious to know, do you feel that it's important to do that first before you go into the shadow or can you do the shadow work tandemly? Like with the hindsight you have now, what is a good way to navigate, to come to a core understanding of the deepest fear you have so you can heal it in the way that you're doing right now? Well, one, if you're choosing to do personal development, that's an expression of self-love. Mm-hmm. Right? We've talked about this on the show in the past. Like, I believe that the intersection of self-love is I am enough and I can be better. Right? So like you choosing to want something different for your life is the first step. And that can show up in the form of the positive books. That can show up in the form of different mindsets. That can show up in the, in the habits. There's, there's structures and self-love that can be developed as a habit. I think self-acceptance, forgiveness, you know, these are the deeper truths that I think truly allow us to release the hold that guilt, shame, judgment have over us. You don't have to go into the positive affirmations to go there. But having a practice of self-love, I think, is, is a fundamental aspect of this work. I think self-love is the, is, the, is the beginner level aspect. Like there's some great books on self-love. You know, You Are Enough by Panash Desai was one of the first books I read on self-love. I had him on my podcast and he changed my life. Like I had never even understood the concept of self-love until I met Panash. And then I listened to his episode and I recorded the episode and I, I read his book and it changed my life. And then that started another spiral downward of like, all right, like if I choose myself, how would I show up in the world? Well, that led to a breakup. That led to me then, okay, if I choose myself even deeper, how would I show up? Well, I would be 
learning to love all the aspects of myself, not just the aspects that I was told were perfect or good or bad. So you could see a natural progression of love that has evolved over time. And now I'm at a space where I don't want to dismiss any parts of me. And Gina has certainly accelerated, you know, this, I I really feel like relationship is one of the most powerful, powerful containers for growth that you can have because our deepest insecurities are, are in our sense of belonging in our sense of being held and loved. Right. Like that's where like, at least for me, like a lot of anxiety, like if you think about attachment patterns and intimacy, like in the, my past traditionally had a very difficult time with intimacy and, and, and intimacy is different from sexuality. Like I think intimacy is like learning to be vulnerable and open and seen and allowing your, your, your neediness to be expressed and, just allowing yourself to be authentic in conversation and relationship with yourself and another. Like that was very difficult for me. And the aspect of, of the shadow for me came in by learning to express myself and express my needs, no matter how needy they were. Learning to own and honor and, and hold the space for my own, the, the aspects of myself that I, that I quote unquote deemed as needy, that I deemed as insecure, that I wanted to turn into power and macho-ness and da 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 No, those are aspects of me that are very real. For me, that's been just such a big mirror. Gina's been a, an incredible mirror. Like when I have my anxiety show up, at the core of it for me, there are feelings that I'm not enough as I am, right? And there's two ways to, to go into it. I can go into the positive route, which is having honest conversations with her about it and allowing myself to be seen. And on the other end, I can go into the depths of that not enoughness and allow myself to feel it with excruciating detail, which is stuff I've done too. Like five months ago, I had a, a meditation with a mentor of mine where I was having these, these, these really anxious feelings of not being enough and the potentiality that I'm not enough as I am and that if I'm not perfect all the time, then Gina will leave me. And that was a fear. I had a real fear of that, that if I'm not keeping her happy all the time, if I'm not doing like, she will leave. So the fear was underneath that, that I'm not enough. And so I remembered one of my mentors, uh, Andy, we sat down and uh, I remember working on this with him and we sat in a meditation and he narrated a excruciatingly painful story of that being true. And he went into detail around like, just the depths of the darkness that like Raj, like there's this other guy that Gina has chosen and he's bigger than you, stronger than you, smarter than you, richer than you, more charismatic. And he was just speaking to that shadow, the shadow fear that I had that I was not enough. Because even if I tried denying it, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Yeah. Right? Like you can spend all the time you want denying a, a truth that you are afraid to feel about yourself, but that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And when he went into it, I was crying in so much pain and so much sadness. But at the end of it, when I felt everything, I felt freer than I've ever felt in my life. And I connected with the truth of how much I loved Gina, how much I cared for her, and how sad I would be if she wasn't in my life. But I connected with the truth of the love, the love instead of the charge of the fear. And that's one example, right? And that's something I've just been learning to integrate. That happened five months ago. I've been integrating that still to this day because the echo of I'm not enough continues to show up. And this, I guess this is what you mean about the nuances and the mundane is in the mundane, you can find all these different examples 
of how right. you feel not enough. It's these different gateways and into stepping back into that feeling so you can alchemize it further. I feel that's, is that what you're saying? Yeah. It's like you, there's the truth. You can just go into the truth and that's not something I would recommend on day one, right? Like this is after years. Yeah. This is, this is a sledgehammer. I, I went into it deeply and there's still echoes of that that show up in my day-to-day experience. There are moments where I just don't feel like I'm enough or there are choices I made in business where I, I, I tried going for, you know, the home runs. Earlier in the year last year, I went for so many home runs and I went all in on certain deals. And I'm like looking at the shadow aspect of those decisions for myself because those put me in a very difficult financial position last year. Well, when I learned from those mistakes and I learned from the shadow, it's like I craved overnight success. I craved the big returns. Why? Because there was a shadow feeling that I wouldn't be able to create long lasting or accumulate wealth on my own. That I didn't have the skills and the power and the and the ability to do that. So that was the shadow. I love this piece. So the example you just shared there has just made me kind of see that when you're reflecting, we can reflect to look at the lessons. So I'm not going to do this again. And you're also showing us here that when we reflect in that way, we can see who we don't want to be again, which is a different thing to who we don't want to do again, what we don't want to do again. It's this notion that... Um, when you can find the the beliefs that are driving your actions, the hidden beliefs, the shadow beliefs, how that can change how you show up in the future. If you could just share some more examples of how it is you're able to understand what the, that core is. Like how did you know that a, and there a conversation with Gina one day related to the fact that you didn't feel enough? How, how do you track back to that core understanding so you know what you're working with? I, I think for me, I, I have a lot of practice, right? I've been doing this for a while. But I I think radical honesty is a fundamental principle that has to exist in this work. What does that mean? To me, it is being ultimately truthful in the language Mm -hmm. of our feelings, not in the language of our logic. Because our unexpressed feelings, like I, I believe that when you have a fight with your loved one about the dishes, it's actually not about the dishes. There's a laundry list of experiences that you have had in your life dating back to when you were a child. So like, for example, let's say you got into an argument with your loved one because they didn't listen to you and take out the trash. Big trigger, right? Okay. Well, let's go back. Let's just go. No, seriously. I'm I'm just, I'm talking just from the mundane, from the mundane. I I really want to show you how the mundane the mundane, this simple little trigger actually has a profound mountain of information to be mapped and understood. Like that trigger around this person is, what are you getting mad about? Okay. Well, you, let's say you, you get honest with yourself. What am I actually mad about? I'm mad about the fact that he never listens to me. Everything I say just falls on deaf ears. Okay, great. Now that's something. Are there other periods in your life where you felt that way? Well, yeah, growing up, like, I just feel like I had to get angry in order for people to actually take me seriously Mm -hmm. because if I was nice and calm, like no one would listen. So I just, I I learned that anger was so useful. So I just, cause nobody takes me seriously. I've never been taken seriously. Go back. So what's the fear underneath that, right? What's the opposite of that? Like, what's the opposite of that? It's that I'm not important enough to be taken seriously. Okay. So there's a belief there. I'm not important. I don't matter. Okay, when we're children and we have experiences or traumatic past or traumatic past events, like 
our nervous systems aren't actually equipped to process and grieve that stuff fully. So the emotions get locked in our bodies. And so when I think about language, there's the logical truth, which is what you're saying right now. And then there's the unexpressed truth of the part of you that was not fully honored in that moment. The inner child, the dismissed parts, like whatever you, whatever you want to call it. Like, so when you express it truthfully from the place of your emotions, no matter how petty it is, no matter how, it doesn't matter how petty or it's just like, this is how I, this is how I feel. And this is the truth. And you just let yourself do it. You start to speak it in the language of the unconscious. That's where the gold is. Because uh, then it feels expressed and seen rather than overlooked and buried. And that's why it's important to honor your emotions as they are, right? And I think there's a lack of awareness around this in society, which is why, in, especially in relationship between men and women, I've seen in a lot of times, like even business partners I have, like family, like I see it commonly, like there's this fear of like just allowing yourself to say whatever you need to say because you're afraid you're going to hurt the other person. I can honor that and see that. And I think there's profound beauty in creating a safe space for whatever needs to be said to be said. How have you done that in your relationship? How are you, have you cultivated a space where you can be that honest? We're working through it. We're working on it. I think there's fundamental tools that, you know, like Jason Gaddis, I had him on my podcast uh, last year and he talks a lot about when you're in an argument with a loved one, the goal is not to be right. It's to help them feel safe. So like to me, like a big piece, you know, having these types of open and honest, vulnerable conversations with Gino was knowing that, hey, if we get into this argument, if I say something like this, like da, 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 it's like, doesn't mean that I don't love you. It doesn't mean that I want us to break up. It doesn't mean any of that. It's just the fact that this is how I feel. And I just need to give it the space to come out. It's creating and having those open and honest, vulnerable conversations over communicating. I think that's what is a big lesson for me. You know, it's sharing the anxieties and everything as it is. You can preface it in the way that you communicate. It's like, hey, I'm feeling really anxious right now. I need you to reassure me that I'm okay. Like I literally sent that text to her yesterday. That's the practice of self-love, right? Like learning to, to honor your own needs and being able to express this and also having compassion and that other people may not know how to hold the space. And so there's this piece of like, you know, developing yourself to be somebody that can hold space for others and seeking to hold space. And the way you hold space for others is by integrating all the aspects of yourself. Because why do people get triggered? People get triggered because there are aspects of ourselves that have not been integrated fully into our daily experience. Yeah, definitely. Right. So the more work we do to love ourselves deeper, to honor ourselves as we are, to love and accept and have compassion for ourselves, the more we can hold that space for others. And I think that's a fundamental piece of this. It's our relationships are absolute mirrors, the relationship we have to everything. And I think that's a fundamental piece of like, for me, at least in my edge and my growth, I've done so much work now to navigate the things I know. And I think there's profound growth in me navigating the things I don't want to accept about myself, which is a different edge. It's like, I know these things because they're obvious. Like if I look at my truth, if I look at where I'm at, if I look at this thing, like I can be very honest, like this is where I'm at. Yeah. I'm calling this in. I'm creating this reality. Whether we want to consciously believe that or not, you are creating your reality. You are either unconsciously creating it or consciously creating it. And that's, that's the truth. Like I'm reading a fantastic book on this right now. It's called Existential Kink. And the entire book is about how we, our shadow runs our life. 
because the unconscious actually has what 97% of our processing power. So instead of running from it, if we learn to integrate it, I think there's just profound levels of upside and growth and harmony that can exist on, on, on the other side of that journey. That's super powerful. Uh, this notion about just bringing more of who you are to this conscious level of awareness so that you live life through this different lens. That's, that's, that's just so beautiful. So are there any other discoveries related to this that you've made this month for your reflections? Yeah, I think just on that note, you know, feeling the feeling does not make the story true. Feeling the feeling that charges the story does not make the story true. Like that's a fundamental, I think, truth that I'm learning to find for myself. Like, so if I have this story that I'm not enough, if I have this story that I'm a bad person and that I hurt people and that I'm selfish, if I have these stories and judgments and there's a charge that I don't want to feel about that, if I actually just let myself accept those things about myself, it doesn't actually make the story true. It just neutralizes the charge. So what you're saying is these places inside of us there's two aspects to it. There's the feeling aspect to it. And then there's what the story aspect to it, like what we've made that feeling mean. And I love that this, this is like, this is so powerful for me to hear this right now. I'm having, I'm having a bit of a moment, but this, this notion that, as you say, by feeling it, it doesn't make, it doesn't validate the logic behind that feeling. Instead, it can just alchemize into something else, or it can give you the courage to step into that fear and see what's on the other side of it. The feeling and the story is not present day. No, it's old stuff, right? It's from a time period of your life that didn't have the psychological development to actually color it out with logic that's true. Right. So it might have been true so, back then from that from that from the from the perspective of a younger child. Yeah. So it's important to remember that. So like the feeling and but when you release the feeling, you can now look at the story with an objective lens because there's no charge. Yeah, it's almost like if you imagine yourself in the middle and there's like a camera spinning around you, that original story might have been from like the 90 degree angle. But when you release the feeling behind it, the camera can shift. You can see the same situation from a different perspective. Well, it's the, you know, in business, they talk a lot about never make it an an emotional decision. If you're trying to make a decision that has heavy ramifications, don't make it emotional because emotions cloud the story. It's the same logic here. So there's two aspects, right? There's disproving the story or uncovering different aspects of the story so that you can see it in full, which is the road to acceptance, right? Like when you can see your story in full from all angles, from the angle of the person that hurt you, from the angle of the person that did this to you, from when you can see like, all right, maybe that person went through these, this, like, I couldn't get this love from this caregiver or this caretaker because they didn't know how to get love from their family and so forth. Wow. You're seeing that thing that happened to you in so many different perspectives, from so many different layers that then allow a a different perspective, a perspective shift to exist, right? And so that's the journey, I think, of of true integration. I think the word is integration. It it is, it is, we are we are taking all of these experiences, these highs and lows in our lives, these these healing experiences, whether you know, if you're choosing to engage in plant medicine or coaching or, or breath work or somatic release, whatever it is, like all of these experiences are just allowing us to uncover more, but truly it's the feeling that, that, that we are not allowing ourselves to feel. And so I think for me, at least learning to, to at least this month, that was a big aha for me. It's like, what are the feelings that I'm not allowing myself to feel? 
if I got into this feeling, like if there's a feeling from Gina, like it's like my anxious attachment patterns getting, or my, you know, it's like anxious echoes are getting triggered. It's like, I'm anxious. Okay. Well, there's two aspects. I can communicate with her. Yes. And there's an aspect like what aspect of this am I not allowing myself to feel about myself? Is it that I'm a burden? Is it like that fear that like, oh, maybe I am needy. Okay. Can I own that? Can I do the work for myself to own that fully? Can I create a level of ownership and sovereignty for that? And how can I do that? It's by letting myself feel it. It's by letting myself go into it. It's by letting myself, it's accepting those aspects of me that I don't want to. Same thing with like this last month, you know, crypto had a massive boop, like it was a massive bounce down. Right. And like, for me, I I realized, you know, a lot of these investment classes, whether it's crypto, like I think there's this nature of like wanting to have these, these successes overnight. And I think there's this like nature of the human mind to crave that. And when I can like truly sink into the feeling that, that I had or have that, Hey, maybe like I want quick success. I want these things to blow up overnight. I want that. But when I can feel the shadow aspect of it, it allows me to ground deeper into my principles. It allows me to ground deeper into my principles as an investor. It allows me to learn lessons in a way that can then be sh- that shared and expressed and acted on, acted on to create a life that I desire. So I don't know if that answers your question, but I, I think, I don't know if there was a question. I think there was just a riff, but there's this, like, for me, I, I think, I think I'm just starting to see the patterns of like, you know, there's, there's a shadow. And for me, this last month, owning my shadow and accepting it, does that stop me from being grateful in that space of abundance? Like feeling the feeling I don't want to feel does not take away from the fact that I have all this amazing stuff in my life. It's not going to like, Feeling the feeling is just feeling the damn feeling. Yeah. Sounds so simple. So simple, but so potent. Well, it's so simple, but it's not easy, right? Like feeling the feeling because we're not taught how to sit with our emotions. Exactly. We're not taught to, we're not taught. It's just not taught. So we have to teach ourselves. And that happens in meditation. That happens in breathing. That happens in, in allowing yourself to be seen. And learning communication skills, like you learn to communicate. We are, as a species, very shitty communicators. We, we just are, because we don't teach communication, at least in intimate relationships. We just don't. So it's, it's a lot of these parts of learning. And it's been a journey for me. I'm not going to say I'm perfect. I, I'm not going to say I'm perfect. I'm just learning. I am learning. I am a human being just learning more and more and more about myself. How is this integration of the shadow, how is this reshaping your identity? Well, it's focused. It's helping me actually focus on the light and the the dark. My capacity to experience the darkness also amplifies my ability to experience the light. Have you got any examples of that in practice? Jason actually talked about this in last week's episode, which I thought was phenomenal. He talked a lot about like your capacity to accept and hold space for anger is in direct correlation to your capacity to experience joy. Mm-hmm. There's upside to experiencing all the emotions. It's this vibrancy that generally gets to be experienced in life. And it allows me to have a more whole human experience. When I pay attention to, and I, I realize this for myself, like, like I hate being away from Gina. I don't like it. Like I, I don't. And I, and I feel like there's a lot of FOMO that gets fear of missing out of experiences with her or different things like that. But when I sit with the opposite side, because I allow myself to feel 
there's also this beautiful edge on the other side. It's not that I don't like being with her. I just love being with her so much. Mm-hmm. So there's this, there's this lightness to the shadow, the shadow aspect of ourselves. Like, like, let's just say the, the get rich quick. Everybody has it. I'm not going to say if you don't have it, then you're not, you're, you're not being honest with yourself. We all have this, like this, oh man, like if I just had a million dollars pop into my bank account that I wouldn't be happy. Like you're, if you tell me that, like, oh no, I'd rather just work hard and go build my, like, you're not being honest with yourself. So like, let's take that for what it is. Like if that desire exists in our, in our hearts to desire that, okay, we can allow ourselves to feel it because the beautiful other side of that is the ability to feel excited when something exciting happens. It's to feel lucky. It's to feel like you're special and that you deserve this stuff. Like those are feelings that are fun to feel, right? So I think by removing the charge of the shadow, it allows me to experience the light with so much more joy, so much more color, so much more variety, so much more choice. And choice is what I'm truly optimizing my life for because I want to feel like I'm in choice. I'm not running from anything. I'm leaning into life fully. I'm leaning into it with everything I have got. And that can only happen when there's nothing we deny. There's nothing we dismiss. There's nothing we judge. And I still judge so many aspects of myself. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but the journey to loving yourself fully and accepting yourself fully is the gateway into the deepest levels of fulfillment and richness and and magic that can exist on the other side of that. When you don't have anything to fear in yourself, you actually don't have anything to deny in your life's experience. And we don't have anything to deny in your life experience. That's when I think magic and awe and wonder and true bliss and joy and fulfillment and deliciousness, like that, that richness of life truly actually gets to exist. And that's what I think, I don't know, I just, I just really feel that for me, like, I, I don't know, it's just been something I've been really learning to love. Like, the more I do the shadow work, the richer my life gets. The more I'm willing to over-communicate my anxieties with Gina, the richer and juicier and more fulfilling and passionate our relationship gets. The more I'm willing to accept all the aspects of me in creation and work and that like it creates the choices I make to be an entrepreneur so much more exciting. Like I just, I, I really believe in the power of learning to, to love yourself in this way. And the gift that, and it, it takes courage Big because yeah, it takes a lot of courage to accept that you're not perfect. It takes a lot of courage to say, I'm sorry first. It takes a lot of courage to forgive somebody. It takes a lot of courage to, to say goodbye to someone. It takes a lot of courage to accept the fact that your current day reality is not something that anyone else did to you. It's not because of COVID. It's not because of it's not because of the government. It's not because of anything. It's because of choices that you unconsciously or consciously made in your past that have created the reality you have today. That's a very hard truth for everyone to accept, including myself. And the gift in accepting that is freedom. It's the power to finally choose different, to change, to create a better reality, brick by brick, step by step, moment by moment. And that to me, it's like, it's never too late to change. Because change can happen so fast, right? Like I started really doing shadow work almost two years ago. 
about a year and a half ago, like so much has changed in my life when I leaned into the shadow instead of just trying to amplify the light. And I think that's the gift. Like when we choose to go into the darkest aspects of ourselves, change is exponential. Mm -hmm. Like the soul just expands in every direction. And that it's, it's just so monumental. Like two years of this work can equal 10 years of therapy. This is all really interesting to me because I, I keep expanding and thinking this definition of staying grounded, like what does it actually mean? to be grounded. Like, what does it mean? We ask this question on every single podcast at the end of every episode. How do you stay grounded? That, that question shows up. And, and over the years, I think I've just really come to realize that although the, there are actions you can take to stay grounded, there is work you can do to be grounded for life. There's work you can do to solidify your sense of self in something that is much deeper than anything that's happening outside of you. There's there's a connection to the divine, to your soul, to your roots, to your humanity that gets to be owned and embodied by leaning into all the aspects of yourself and learning to love and integrate and, and, and embody. That's the word to keep showing up, but it's, it's this embodiment of your truth and the truth, not just your truth. It's the truth as it stands and the principles that govern that reality. So I, I, I'm just a, such a believer in and in, in, in going into the hardness of, of our of ourselves and exploring this with with community with people, right? Like I, I these monthly reflection episodes for me, like I I, I love sharing them because I, I want to be able to sh- inspire this level of excavation in others who might be feeling stuck and and traditional methods aren't working, right? Mm-hmm. The coaching isn't working. The they try business after business after business and keep failing or they keep going into relationship after relationship after relationship and nothing's working out. Well, there's a fundamental aspect of the shadow that like, I think that, at least for me and my truth, like excavating that has changed my life. So how did you stay grounded this month? I think a fundamental one for me has been, and this is something I've been really exploring. The more I, I integrate the the shadow, the more I get to, fall into the light. And to me, the ultimate light is this, this feeling that I'm on path, that I'm not a step out of place, that everything is showing up for a reason, that if I don't have the opportunities I want yet, there's a reason. If I'm experiencing this anxious episode, there's a reason. Like everything is showing up for, for my highest and best good. And I think that philosophy like anytime I come back to remembering that, like this venture, whether it's, you know, it doesn't matter. This thing, if this thing I want to do is going to happen or not, it's not like, yes, there's a lot that's in my control and a lot of it's out of my control. And like, if it's meant to happen, it will, because the universe always finds a way, right? The universe will always find a way. And so trusting that my part in this you know, there's, there's, I play a part. We all do. Otherwise we wouldn't be alive. We all have lives worth living back to our, the, how we started this episode, right? Like, like we all have a story worth telling. We all have meaning in the mundane. There's, there's so much gold in our lives and the odds of us being born are so astronomical. The idea that we weren't put here and we aren't a part of God's plan, the universe's plan is just to me difficult to now comprehend. Uh, and it's easier for me to deny that when I don't remember it. 
So for me, staying grounded is about remembering that. Truly actually remembering that there's a plan. And and there's practices I can take to get me connected back to that, right? Which can be being in love and feeling love and really investing in my relationship with Gina. Like when I feel that, I feel, it's like I come back to gratitude for me. Meditation, breath work, journaling, meaning making like we're doing here. You know, all of these rituals and practices help me come back to that fundamental remembrance that everything is unfolding in divine order. And we were put on this planet for the perfect amount of time to experience what we were perfectly put here to experience. And that's hard for me to to fully own all the time. But I think the journey of life is not about living as if that's true. It's about living in a way that allows you to remember it because remembering that truth brings so much peace and joy and love and wonder. And and our life's experience is not about denying the opposite of that peace, which is disarray. It's about experiencing both fully. And it's about having the capacity for all of it because all of it is a part of life. And our souls weren't just put here to experience the joy and the fun and the and the happiness. It was our souls were also put here to experience profound sadness and grief and anger. And, and our souls were put here to experience all of life. And, and coming back to that truth is, is what allows me to stay grounded. And it's allowed me to continue evolving as a being, continue evolving into the version of myself that I get to be in every moment, as perfect as I am and as imperfect as I am. That was a beautiful answer. I love that reminder of that duality. We may be the light, but we're also the shadow. And unless we can embrace both of them, they're leaving a big part of ourselves unexplored and unaccepted. And I'll say this, owning the shadow in you does not mean you have to act on it. There's a beautiful Jordan Peterson quote, a good man is not a harmless man. A good Mm -hmm. man is a very dangerous man who has it under voluntary control. I love that quote because that's, the shadow, right? Like he's actually speaking to the shadow in all of us. It's like, we all have the capacity to truly hurt another. We do. If we chose. Running from that doesn't make that untrue. So going into it and accepting it and embracing it and feeling it and owning that these are all parts of ourselves and choosing to be the light, choosing to be love, choosing to show up fully. That to me is the gift. And that to me is the trust in love, right? It's trusting that at our core, we as human beings are light. We come into this planet as babies, pure. We learn all the aspects of ourselves that are not light. And when we can accept the shadow and the light, we we give ourselves permission to truly actually be the change that we wish to see in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Georgina, I, I just... Ah, I just love you so much. I really do. I, I just, you're like one of my favorite humans. Making me blush. <laughs> oh, I just love that. I just, I, I'm just, like I said, this is like a, a monthly ritual for us now. And, and I, and I so appreciate how much you're growing. You know, like I just appreciate feeling you grow and witnessing you grow. And I think I saw a post on Facebook from you today that was like just how much you've grown and how you can't even recognize who you are in a very short period of time. And yeah, so true. And so I just want to honor you and I want to honor anyone listening, you know, just because we can't physically see your growth does not mean you're not. And I think sometimes it's 
it's yeah, I just I, I honor if you're on this journey, I just honor you. Like it's the bravest work we can do. And the most important in today's world. Like we may not be able to change the world, but we can change our relationship to it, which then does allow us to make different choices that have a ripple impact on the world we are creating and experiencing. That is so true. Yes. So thank you for just holding space and thank you for magic. It's always <laughs> a rich and a, and a gift. So thank you. And everybody, if you heard anything on this episode that was resonating, tag us on social, send me a DM, leave a review. All of it goes a long way. And just, I just love hearing from you guys. So anyways, that is a wrap for this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I'm your host, Raj. This is your friend, Georgina. And from us, stay grounded. We'll chat soon. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to live an extraordinary life. For more resources and support, please visit www.rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded to join the official Stay Grounded Facebook group, a place where aspiring life enthusiasts can connect and ignite passion for life together. My hope is that the positivity, content, resources, and support in this group will resonate with you on a deeper level. That what you hear in our podcast, read in our thoughtful posts, or learn in our courses will empower you to live with intention, uncover true purpose, and challenge the internal dialogues that stop you from being who you really want to be in your life. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.